When you look in the word of God, there's one central theme. That is the salvation of Jesus Christ. The redemption of the believer. And uh, redemption is a central theme throughout all the scriptures. No matter where you look in the word of God from Old Testament to New uh, redemption is painted all across the pages of Scripture. One of the most beautiful pictures is here in Genesis 22. It's quite familiar. Everybody in here could probably preach this, but I just want to magnify the goodness of God and redemption tonight and try to be a blessing to God's people who have fought the battles this week and you've worked out there in the world and you've faced the hell and the devil and the demons and the torment. And uh, you've come in tonight looking for refreshment, so I hope the Lord will just use us for a few minutes to refresh you and encourage you and remind us all that Jesus still saves. Amen. We've heard the joyful sound. Jesus saves. Jesus still saves. Amen. I, I really like that last verse. That's why I asked Brother Don to sing it again. Shout salvation full and free. And let me say it, it is full and it is free to all. God did not exclude one. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, he chose the world. The world didn't choose him, but he chose the world. And as many as received them, to, him, uh, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I'm glad that salvation is the theme of the Bible. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus is the one that, that brought it. Thank God. Jesus is the Redeemer and Abraham here in Genesis 22 has seen the promise. He's been given the promise of God. He has his son. And now God's going to test him. And Abraham is going to tell a story here of God's redemption in Genesis 22. And I just want to magnify it here a little bit. And pay attention as we read verses 1 to 12. And uh, don't miss some, some key thoughts here. And then we'll be fast and go on. Teenagers, Miss Beth has cookies for y'all in the out in the Timothy building and the rest of you that would like some, then you can uh, try to beat the teenagers to them. Somebody asked me before church where the Krispy Kreme were. I said, I'll give you a card and you can run down there, but I didn't pick any up. So if somebody wants to run real quick, we'll have Krispy Kreme too. Amen. Genesis 22. Amen. Uh, praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, help us. Lord, I pray you'd fill this place with your presence. I pray God you'd anoint us beyond our means and our measure. May your people be encouraged tonight, Lord, in the word of God. Lord, we have nothing to say without you. Lord, we just want to lift up Christ. And Lord, the marvelous work that you did on Calvary for us. Oh, God, I pray tonight you'll be highly exalted and our hearts will be turned to you. Lord, draw your people tonight close to you. And Lord, may we feast and fellowship with the divine Savior. And we'll thank you for all you do in Jesus' lovely holy name. Amen. Genesis 22. And it came to pass... After these things that God did tempt or test Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Oh, yes. Okay, Thomas, don't get hung right there. Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. Get thee into the land of Moriah and offer him therefore a burnt offering upon one of the mountains of which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place which God had told him. Then on the third day, don't miss that, 
Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Can I just stop and little rabbit trail right here? That is faith. That is faith in the message. We will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb. For a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there. And laid the wood in his order. And bound Isaac his son. And laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand. And took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven. And said Abraham. Abraham. And he said. Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. Abraham is tested by God. And in this testing we say the great faith of Abraham. But in this test we see the great proclamation by Abraham of the redemption work of Jesus Christ. For in this passage, this whole passage culminates... In verse number 8. And I want to preach there in just a minute. But I don't want you to miss in this passage. If you paid attention while we read. I paused three times in this passage. There is a faithful saying by Abraham in this passage. Three times you see Abraham saying. Here am I. Verse number 1. Abraham says it to God's command. Verse number 7. Abraham says it to Isaac's concern. Verse number 11, Abraham says it to the angel's call. Here am I. Now let me stop and say, in the redemptive work, there was one that said, here am I. And he went all the way. I'm going to get ahead of myself, Brother Shane. There was one that said, here am I. And he went all the way for you and me. But let me also say, to get in on this redemptive plan, we have a part to say, here am I, a lost sinner. In need of the one that said, here am I, a great Savior. Here am I. It's a faithful saying of Abraham. Although you find it three times here, I'm pretty sure Abraham must have said it many times in his life. For it was a faithful saying in this passage. And it all culminates in verse number 8. There's Abraham. There's Isaac, brother Don. They're climbing up the mountain which God has shown Abraham. And Isaac has in his mind, there's the wood. There's the fire. There's the knife. We're going to make a sacrifice. But daddy, there's a problem. Where's the lamb? And Abraham with the eye of faith says, son, let me tell you. Just let me give you a little message about redemption. Let me tell you a little bit, let me tell you a little bit, Isaac, about the worthiness of God in redemption. The worthiness of God in redemption. Abraham says in verse number eight, Abraham said, my son, God, God. 
Same word in Genesis 1, Elohim. In the beginning, God. He is Elohim God who is worthy. Abraham is saying to Isaac, Son, let me tell you, the same Elohim that was in the beginning is worthy because of his position. There was none before God. There will be none after God. He's worthy because of of his position in the beginning. God. In the beginning, Brother Don, Elohim. He's worthy because of position. There is none other. He's worthy because of his position. He's worthy because of his power. The one who stepped out and spoke it into existence. And Abraham is saying, son, the worthy God, Elohim, worthy because of his position, worthy because of his power. If anything happens on this mountain, son, it's because of the same creative work of Elohim. The same God that created it in the beginning will produce it up here on this mountain. He's the God in position. He's the worthy God in power. And Abraham was saying, son, now listen to me. The God that stepped out on space and flung it all into existence, he didn't just fling it and it happened. You don't just take springs and, and rods and metal and wood, throw it in the air and get a clock. Brother Steve, there's a master clockmaker that designs it and takes every part of it and puts it together. And there was a designer and a maker that put it all together. And in the beginning, he himself said, let us, the Elohim God that was worthy in his position in the beginning, the Elohim God that was worthy in power, he is also worthy in his plurality. For it was the Elohim God the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that brought this work of redemption. God the Father thought it. God the Son bought it. And God the Holy Spirit brought it and wrought it within us. And we called it, hallelujah, the God Elohim. He is worthy. Can I say tonight, He's worthy of being our Redeemer. And if He's been your Redeemer, if you've been saved by the grace of God, He's worthy to be adored tonight. I can only see Abraham in my mind's eye, Brother Shane, climbing up the mountain. Isaac's got the fire. He's got the wood. Abraham's got the knife. And he's climbing up the mountain. And all along the way, he's a saying in his heart, we're coming back down. I'm coming back down. God, Elohim, the one who's worthy, It's going to do the work, the worthiness of God in redemption. God was bigger than Abraham on the mountain. And God is bigger than sin in this work of redemption. Brother Tom, you, you know we're living in the last days, Brother Tom. It's perilous times. It's wicked days. Young people, you're facing it. You face, young people, listen to me. Y'all face more wickedness than I ever thought of in my teenage days. Brother Shane, we've talked about this before. Uh, anybody that's 45 and above, you know, in our teenage days, we had to go looking to get in trouble. We live in wicked days. Come on, mom and dad, help me. Grandma, grandpa, y'all help me out there. We live in wicked days where our kids don't have to go looking. It's in their hands. It's on their computer table. Uh, we're living in wicked days and the world says, uh, even the church says, Brother Don, there's a lot of sin. 
It's a lot of sin. Yeah, but the God of redemption who is bigger than Abraham on the mountain is the same God who's bigger in redemption. There may be a lot of sin. There may be a lot of wickedness, but there sure is a lot of, of grace. For where sin did abound, grace did much more abound. And I'm glad where sin is, there's a whole lot more grace. The worthiness of God in redemption. He is Elohim. My son, God. God. Elohim. If I get stuck there, we're not going home to midnight. The worthiness of God in creation. My son, God. Number two, the willingness of God in redemption. The willingness of God in redemption. My son, God will. Now let's not miss this. Brother Shane, I was thinking about it a little bit ago, so I put some more notes in. We ride down the road and our, our, our children say, Dad, you, you said uh, the things were tight this week. And Dad, is, is, is God going to come through and provide and take care of us? And we, we face situations like this, Brother Steve. We, we face situations, you know, mom's sick. Boy, maybe God will come through. And we say, yeah, God can. God can heal mom. God can supply the need. God can meet us where we are. God can. Abraham didn't say God can. Abraham said, my son, God, God he was fully assured. And let me say, only a God of faith can enact that in the heart of a believer. Only a God of faith can enact that in the heart of a believer. I believe God can do a lot of things. We've seen God do a lot of things, Brother Richard, but I believe he's more than the God that can. Abraham said he's the God that will. He's the willing God of redemption. The God that will. The God that is able above can. The God that go can, can go beyond can. He is more than the God of can. He's so sure that he's the God that will. He's sure of God's identification with his situation. He is sure of God's identification with his situation. How sure, Brother Tom? Well, this is thy son. I mean, God is not at all sitting on the sidelines, Brother Shane, unaware of what Abraham's doing. God's all, Noah, God's already identified with Abraham in this. There's been given a command. And God is well aware of where Abraham is. Abraham, you take your son. I know where you are. I know where you're going. I'm leading you on the path. I know exactly where you are. I identify in this thing. Boy, if God could have just, if God, if Elohim God, Shane, could have just stepped down in, in front of Abraham and said, Abraham, let me tell you how much I identify in this thing. See, Abraham, you're not going to see it now. But through the eternal ages, you're going to see it because as you take thy son, thy only son, whom thou lovest, I'm going to give my son, my only son, whom I love. Oh, yes, he well identified. Amen. But Charles, he well identified with where Abraham was. Abraham was sure that God identified with him where he was, but he was also sure of God's intervention. 
Abraham, Isaac, 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 God will. God will. My mind goes, my mind goes to Luke chapter 5, Brother John. Jesus is passing through a city and a leper man comes up to Jesus. And Jesus shouldn't even be near him. I mean, the Levitical law says you're not to go near him. And of course, he wasn't supposed to be in the city where Jesus was. But he approaches Jesus in Luke 5 in his leprosy. And he knows God can. And he says, Lord, my, what a statement. Face to face with Elohim. Brother Carey, face to face with Elohim, he said, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. Now, I know you can. Lord, I know you can. Believe you're able. But Lord, would you just identify with me a minute? Amen. Lord, if thou wilt. And Jesus said, I will. I will. Only the God of faith can enact that work in the heart of a believer. I will. Let me say this. If God instigates faith, God will accomplish his purpose. He's the worthy God in redemption. He's the willing God of redemption. Number three, the workmanship of God in redemption. My son, God... Elohim, the worthy one, will, the willing one, say it, provide. God will provide the workmanship of God in creation. He has the means. He's Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. Abraham's faith is as high as the mountain. I mean, I honestly, I'd like to say that Tom Allen could have looked at his servants and said, y'all stay right here with the donkey. My, my boy and I are going up the mountain and we're coming back. I know what God's told me. You ever stop thinking about this thing of faith? Brother Don Abrahams was bigger than a mustard seed. I'm going to confess mine's very rarely that big. Abraham's faith's as big as the mountain because he's well confident that God knows where he is and God's going to step in and God's going to meet the need and God will provide. He is the God who will provide because he has all ability. He has all ability. If God could speak the world into existence, if God could speak all of creation into existence, the ability of God... Now, I know for most of you, y'all probably don't marvel like I do at little things. But I stand amazed at all that God created. I was driving down the road yesterday, Brother Shane, headed down to meet my mom. Stopped at a stoplight, and a ladybug lands on my windowsill. And I got to looking at that ladybug. And for the first time in my life, because it's outside the windshield... And the sun was shining on it. That ladybug has wings that are longer than its body. And Brother Kerry, I was amazed. 
that them little thin wings can carry that ladybug through the air and it can fly. That's amazing. There's a God who has the ability. He created it all. He has the ability to do whatever he so desires to do. He spoke the stars. And I I personally think that he played a video game and flung them out there one by one and told them how far to go. And then he said, stop there and stop there and stop there. And right there is good. And he knows the name of everyone, Brother Nick. Abraham is fully confident in the God who will provide because he is able. He spread out the stars. He created the universe. I mean, he scooped out the rivers and the valleys. He measured the dust in his hand, Isaiah said. He's the God that is able. He can provide because he's able, but not just because he's able, but because he has all authority. He's not just the able God. He's the God of authority. He has authority over creation. He has authority over demons. He has authority over disease. He has authority over life. And Abraham realizes that. I mean, he's without child. Sarah's without child. They're beyond age to have a child. And Abraham says, you are the God that is able, but you are the God of authority. And you can say, and it is done. God is the only one, get this. This may not mean much to y'all, but somebody I hope gets this like I did today. God has the power over his own power. God has authority over his own authority. God has strength over his own strength. I don't understand that, Brother Tom. Brother John, you have authority to go into prisons. But there's somebody that has authority over you inside that prison. I have authority to lead music here in this church. There's somebody that has authority over me. All you teenagers that work a job, I hate to tell you, you have authority to make a chicken sandwich, but there's somebody that has authority over you. Brother Steve, there's nobody that has authority over God. God has authority over his own authority. God has power over his own power. God has strength over his own strength. He's a God of ability and he's a God of authority. He is able, the workmanship of God in creation. My son, God, Elohim, the worthiness of God. God will, the willingness of God. God will provide the workmanship of God. But I I preached all of that to get to this one thought. The worthiness of God in redemption, that's God. The willingness of God, God will. The workmanship of God, God will provide. But I sure like this one, Brother Don. Let's just close it out with the way of God in redemption. God will provide. Come on, church. One more time, himself. God will provide himself, the lamb. The only one that could totally satisfy the demand of God in redemption was God himself. Only God's wrath could be satisfied by himself. 
The only one that can truly supply the need in redemption is God himself. There is no other supply. There is no other satisfaction. It is God and God alone. And on Calvary, Brother Shank, glory to God. On Calvary, it wasn't a lamb with four legs. It wasn't a bullock. It wasn't a turtle dove. It wasn't a little ram. At Calvary, God climaxed redemption and gave himself. The way of redemption pictured by Abraham, my son God will provide himself a lamb. God provided himself. You got any scripture to prove that, Brother Tom? Galatians 1, 4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Galatians 2, 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Ephesians 5, 25, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself. 1 Timothy 2, 6, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Titus 2, 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. No wonder that John the Baptist stood on the Jordan's banks and there he was that day minding his own business baptizing and then he lifted up his eyes brother John I would have liked to have been there and glory to God when we get to heaven y'all can argue with me all you want when we get to heaven y'all gonna find out we're gonna watch it on God's big screen he's gonna pull it from the cloud we're gonna watch it on God's big screen brother John I can only imagine that moment brother Shane when he picked up his head And something in him began to stir. And he really didn't know what happened in the womb when he leapt for joy, filled with the Holy Ghost. But Brother Steve, he knew that time. He knew in that moment when the Holy Ghost walked by and said, "Um, that's him. And John said, Behold, Brother Joe says what that word means. Take notice, stand in awe of. Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Noah saw it in an ark. Abraham saw it on a mountain. David saw it in a field. Priests saw it year after year. In an atoning little chamber. But on this day. Hallelujah Aaron. The God of redemption has been revealed. Let me say. He's the worthy God of redemption. He was the willing God of redemption. His work in redemption. Was provided. By himself. And the way of redemption is still. 
the one and only way. He said, I'm the way. He is the way. He's the lamb. Boy, Abraham saw it by faith. Aren't you glad tonight? Ah, hallelujah. Aren't you glad tonight that by faith you found redemption in the worthy one? If Brother Harper was here tonight, I'd have him come up and sing, Oh, what a Savior. He gave it all, Brother Steve. He gave it all as the worthy, willing Lamb of God. He completed the work. He fulfilled every jot and tittle. And I just want to say hallelujah to the Lamb of God. That's worthy to be praised tonight. I just want to say, if you've been redeemed tonight by the marvelous blood of Jesus, the Lamb of God who gave himself, he paid a debt you could never pay. If you've been redeemed tonight, you ought to say, thank you, Jesus. Worthy is the Lamb that was provided to pay my sin debt. Father, thank you for the word of God. Thank you for the picture.